Shalom Haverim. Once again, it's Wednesday night, it's 8 o'clock, and the weather is rather mild <clears throat> here in the nation's capital. So I'm out here on the porch, the veranda, the lanai, overlooking the golf course. Of course, it's dark outside, so all the windows are, are black and dark in front of me. And it always takes a few minutes for those of you to uh, log on and, and gather. My topic tonight is Judaism. Uh, basic Judaism, if you like. To remember plane geometry. You know, as an aside, I'm really very, very proud. In my 78 years, I've had absolutely no need for calculus, none whatsoever. And solid geometry, even less so, plane geometry, yeah. I'm glad that there are people that understand those things because they can create the GPS, they can create maps and navigation, so I don't have to create them. I know how to use them. But going back to plane geometry, three points determine a plane. So in Judaism, God, Torah, and Israel are the three legs of the stool, the three points of the plane called Judaism. We'll come back to God and Torah. I want to start by talking about Israel and how the reform movement in particular has gone overboard. It's time for reform Judaism to reform it's Judaism. I just was looking at a presentation costing, I don't know how many thousands of dollars, about the basic issues facing American Jewry and the teaching. Number one on the list was the geopolitical state of Israel. Most of you understand my views. Israel's a country, has a right to defend itself, has to make some very tough decisions as a country, has to maintain an army, etc., etc. That's not a spiritual homeland. It's a country. And as I'm watching this presentation, putting Israel at the top of the list for American Jews, it was all about supporting a geopolitical country. It wasn't about a spiritual homeland. It wasn't uh, Israel that we could return to. No, no. There are a lot of countries we should support. We should support Mexico. We should support Canada. We should support the Ukra Ukraine, fighting for its very survival. Poland, England, the UK. There are lots of countries that deserve the support of American Jewry. Americans... America, excuse me, it's Americans as well. This particular presentation was telling me that I should give Israel a blank check and support the country's decisions. No. Judaism is more than the one country of Israel. The Reformed Jewish movement is excluding God and Torah, 
our religious schools are turning to Israel, teaching about Israel. Israel this, Israel that, Israel food, Israel dancing. No. We're ignoring the other two points. We're ignoring the other two legs of the stool. Judaism is not just about the country of Israel. And when we talk about God, Torah, and Israel, we're talking about Klal Yisrael, the community of Israel, Jews all over the known universe. It's a very different concept than talking about Canada or Mexico or the UK. God, Torah, and Israel, Israel refers to Jews are united in the world. We have a common religion. We have common beliefs about God. We have common beliefs about Torah. We live God, we live Torah, we live Judaism. That's Israel. And politics will take care of politics. I keep stressing that every Wednesday night and in between. And our reform religious schools have excluded two-thirds of Judaism. Two-thirds. Judaism is more than a single country on the map. Yes, we will support Israel, but we'll make political decisions. Religiously, reform needs to look at its religious school curriculum. It needs to look at what it's pushing out to us as rabbis. Not all Israelis are Jews. There are Israelis who are Muslims, who are Druze, and who are Arabs. It's a country. It's a country. And it has an official language, Hebrew and Arabic. I'm not sure one time when I lived there, I remember French being another three official languages, Hebrew, Arabic, and French. I don't know if that's still true. I find it fascinating that the United States doesn't have an official language. Um, please, would someone email me the name of another country that doesn't have an official language? I'm just curious. I have not come across it yet, and I find it really bizarre that English is not our official language here in the United States. I don't see anything wrong with that. American English, by the way, not British English. Mm -hmm. Just as an aside, if you're wondering, Noah Webster, who put together our first American English dictionary, wanted American English to be different from British English, so he changed the spelling of many of the words and put other words in the dictionary so we would have our own American English and wouldn't sound too British. So if you ever wonder and you're doing something, you look at a, a spelling, words that have U's in it, we don't have them in English, in our English. It was intentional to separate us. Um, yeah, someone just asked me if I believe in one God controlling everything. That's a really, the way the question's worded makes it tough to answer. I believe in the one. And I want to teach us, let's go back to God, Torah, and Israel. Let's go back to God. One, everything is interconnected. Everything is part of the system. Now, this is my belief. 
my understanding of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And each of us has to wrestle with our own ideas and our own belief in God. I do not believe that God is an old man in the sky dropping space toilets on people he doesn't like. I don't believe God punishes. I don't believe God sends people to places for eternity. When we die, our soul, our spirit returns to God who gave it, and we become part of the one again, where we were before we were born. Okay? Now, I sometimes say higher power, I sometimes say the one, I sometimes say God, because each one of these words, I do not believe that the Torah was dictated by God. God inspired. People heard the one and told us stories, wrote legends, wrote the Torah, listening to God. But, like you're listening to me, everything gets filtered. Everything gets modified. And that's as it should be. There was no one, there was no scribe listening to God, writing God's exact words. No. If what I'm saying reminds you of your Hindu beliefs, it's because Judaism is an Eastern religion. Judaism went west with Christianity, but let's go back. It's called the Middle East. Judaism is an Eastern religion. And it shares with Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism. If you want to understand Judaism, we need to understand our Eastern religions. Then we have to take a look at when Judaism went west and was had a different audience, had a Western audience, it had to change some of the ideas, some of the flavor, some of the teachings. I'm going back to Judaism of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going back to Judaism of the Torah. Mm -hmm. One, everything's interconnected. No, I'm not supporting kicking out Palestine. As you know, I support two countries, each one recognizing the sovereignty of the other. I use Mexico, Canada, and the United States as my example, just like this. No one's sending missiles into the other. No one's invading. No one's kidnapping. No one's doing hostages. There are some problems with immigration at the border, but that's political. That's political. No one's wanting to destroy the other. No one in their charter says we, Canada in their charter doesn't say we exist to destroy the United States of America or Mexico. So that's my model. A Palestine and Israel mutually respectful of borders of citizens and the countries would flourish. Mm -hmm. And so, in real politics, we now have the country of Israel. Okay, but let's go back to God. The idea that we're all interconnected, which means we're part of God, God is part of us, we're in his image, God is in our image, it's all one. But you ask, someone asked for my belief. This is my understanding of Judaism. Mm -hmm. And the idea of a Jewish spiritual homeland is very much a part of Judaism. The problem being, it's hard to have a spiritual homeland 
given the present state of world politics, look at Ukraine, an independent country being invaded and the world is sort of helping and watching by while people are being killed and murdered. Look at Africa. Look at the African nations fighting with each other. Rape, pillage, civil wars going on. It's hard to have a spiritual homeland in present-day world politics. And that's what keeps getting confused with these discussions. That's your questions. That's what you keep throwing out. You keep pointing out Israel as a Jewish state, a spiritual state, then a political state. You have to separate them out. And given the present climate in the known universe, we need an army. We need a good army. We need good defense. We need to stand up to Iran. Iran would take over, walk all over us if we let them. And President Biden is a day late, a dollar short. We should have stood up to Iran years ago with all these missiles and attacks in the Red Sea. We let it go too far, too far. And now we're seeing what's happening. Have to stop it. And so, given the nature of the world, we want to say, at the end of days, we're going to see a Jewish spiritual homeland in Israel. And everyone will live in peace. And they'll beat their swords into plowshares. And no one will teach about war anymore. But that's the end of days. Not yet. Not today. And so, for those of you sending in all those questions, please separate out the geopolitics from the vision of an Israel homeland. Mm -hmm. And so, going back, our reform religious schools need to bring back God and Torah. We need to tone down this emphasis on the state of Israel. Mm -hmm. And we need to take a look, nod our heads and say, yes, Israel needs to defend itself. Israel has a right to exist. Israel is a country. That's Israeli politics. I'm looking for the day when Israel is a spiritual homeland. And this is the bizarre part. Do you know that as a rabbi, I am recognized as a rabbi in the former Nazi Germany. I am recognized as a rabbi in Argentina, where Nazis fled. I am recognized as a rabbi in Russia. I am not recognized in the state of Israel. And that we want to put on the table. Definitely. Be and that just emphasizes the political nonsense that's going on in the state of Israel as a country. Netanyahu has sold his soul to the Orthodox, which bar Reform and Conservative rabbis from being recognized as rabbis in Israel. What could be more bizarre? When I was ordained, the rabbi put his hands on my shoulders and he said, teacher, teacher, preacher, preacher, rabbi in Israel. But I cannot be a rabbi in Israel. They won't let me. Bizarre, isn't it? Strange, isn't it? And it's about time that American Jews stop supporting, pandering to the Orthodox in Israel that won't let rabbis be rabbis. And it, it's time to put 
the state of Israel where it belongs, a political state, a potential Jewish homeland, because if I can't be recognized as a rabbi, it's not my homeland. America is my homeland. The Golden Medina. And it's time the reformed religious schools taught that. And it's time that we stop pandering to the Orthodox. It's time that we stop pandering uh, to, yes, if you want to support a country, support the country. And let's work towards Israel being a spiritual homeland. Let's work towards Israel being a home for all Jews and not the Orthodox wanting to test people, wanting to make them convert again, like they did with the Jews of Ethiopia. It's time to have open discussion. It's time to put everything on the table. We're not going to solve anything. The beginning of the solution lies with acknowledging what's going on. No, I don't think we're going to have a new religious state with revamped laws. Uh, I think we can use Jewish values and teachings, and that's what Israel does use Jewish values and teachings to a great extent for its, for its state, doesn't have a constitution, for its Supreme Court and its state, but it's still dealing with politics and people and political parties and the British parliamentary system. Mm -hmm. And here in the United States, with our House and Senate, and we have all these politics and we have people following different religions, and so we don't want to force or impose any one religious view on a country that... Oh yeah, someone just said to invite them as a guest. Please, rabbiblock at hotmail.com. Uh, we'll meet in my Zoom room and we'll co you'll co-host with me next Wednesday night. How's that? I'm inviting you to co-host with me next Wednesday night. Please. Just send me an email. We'll meet in my Zoom room and discuss our topic, our subject, and how the two of us will interact. Okay? I think it looks like Patty Chick 666, but I'm not quite sure. My, you know, the little small script in my eyesight. But you know who you are. Uh, please. I, I want you to co-host with me. I'm inviting you to co-host with me. Yeah, the State of Israel doesn't follow the Torah, and it doesn't, rep the very fact that I am not recognized as a rabbi in the state of Israel answers your question, not question, your statement, that Israel isn't for all Jews. I'm not welcome. Bizarre. And I'll just bring that up because that points out the political nature of the country, that it's not where we want it as a cultural, spiritual homeland. Not just me, but many early Zionists one in Israel is a cultural, spiritual homeland. And I want to believe just not yet that it will happen. Okay. The Torah. The Torah was an oral tradition that came to be written down. And in the process of it being oral, what does oral mean? I tell part of it or some of it, or all of it to my children, my grandchildren. They tell it to the next generation. So before the Torah was written down, 
it was passed on orally. I don't care how good your memory is. No human being's memory is good enough to be able to claim that we should take the Torah literally or that God dictated it. The very fact that it was an... You play the game, we used to call it telephone. You know, you whisper in one person's ear, they whisper, it goes around the circle, and by the time the last person recites the message, there's no resemblance to what started the message. I don't know if people still play that. Um, I think our newest version is called autocorrect. You type something in, a message, and it autocorrects to some really funny things or something you never intended, and then if we catch it, we can change it. But we're all entertained by autocorrect. Think of that as, as an oral tradition. It's our new version. So here we have people telling the story. What's the Torah? The Torah is a history book. It's the history of the Jewish people, the Hebrew people's relationship with God. It's not a geology book. It's not a medical book. It's not a scientific book. It never was, never will be, wasn't intended. It's a history book. And it doesn't follow everyone's history. Ishmael goes off and becomes the father, the founder, the basis of Islam. But the Torah doesn't include his story because it's not the story of the Jewish people's relationship with God. It doesn't mean Ishmael didn't exist. It didn't mean he was bad. It didn't mean, it's not a judgment in any way. When Joseph is taken down to Egypt, his brothers are in the desert and they meet a stranger who give him information. Nothing is heard from again about that stranger. Oh, someone just asked me to invite, yes, please. I want you to co-host with me next Wednesday night. Uh, whoever just did that, 1997. I want, to, I want you to co-host with me. Send me an email, rabbiblock at hotmail.com. We'll meet in my Zoom room and we'll discuss how to co-host. Please, I want you to co-host with me. I'm inviting you. I'm, I'm following, you said invite, I'm inviting you to co-host with me next Wednesday night. So let's come up with a topic and how we'll work together. Mm -hmm. I'll switch to tea. So, there are lots of countries and people in the Torah that we don't know anything about, and rightly so. Because they come into the story, then we, we, we couldn't follow everyone. It would make War and Peace look like a short story if everything was included. Mm -hmm. The Torah is the history of Hebrews, Jews, whatever we want to label. I like the word Hebrew. I kind of like the word. I'm, I'm, I'm a Hebrew. It's kind of fun to be a Hebrew. And so... We read the history, the people go down to Egypt, Moses leads the people out, Joshua conquers the land. Then we get into the other books of the Tanakh, of the Hebrew Bible. Now we get more history, more countries, because now we're not just following the band of, of Jews who settled in Israel, now Palestine, Judea, whatever name we want to call it, uh, Jews have inhabited since the days of Abraham. So 
whatever you want to call it, we're not just talking about this little bit relationship with God. We're now getting into the book of Judges, the book of Kings, the books of Prophets, and we're expanding our history. So now more nations, more country, more peoples are brought into our story. This is what we should be teaching in religious school. As opposed to eating falafel and doing Israeli dancing every week, as if it's a sum total of Judaism. I know my reform colleagues aren't watching because they're against TikTok and they have TikTok phobia. And I know a lot of you out there have already shrugged your shoulders and given up on organized Judaism, and I don't blame you. Don't. In fact, I admire you. Think of me as your rabbi. Think of me as the rabbi of the unaffiliated. Think of me as the rabbi for those of you who have seen what our organized Judaism has done to Judaism and you're not happy with it, not satisfied with it, and you don't find it spiritually fulfilling. I'm your rabbi. No dues. We don't have a building. Nope. Really neat to be the rabbi of the unaffiliated. <laughs> kind of funny. Well, fun. So Torah, an oral history that can't be written down. There you have it. So let's teach it. Now, along with the oral Torah, there were oral laws. They will, become to, they will come to be written down. They'll be called Mishnah, and their discussion will be called Talmud. And once the Torah becomes written, it's called written law. Even though it started out as an oral tradition, once it was written, Torah's written law. Because we have so many oral laws going back to Abraham, they will take the title Mishnah, and they will be part of the Talmud. And so if one wants to study Jewish law or Judaism, we read Torah, we study Talmud, we put them together to get an idea of how to understand and deal with. Now, does unaffiliated Judaism support Zionism? You spelt it with a capital Z. I'm a Zionist with a small Z. I'm a cultural, spiritual Zionist. Israel's a country and there's a right to exist. It's up to each of you as an individual to decide if you want to support Ukraine, if you want to support Canada, if you want to support the United Kingdom, their countries. If you want to support Israel as a spiritual, cultural homeland that hasn't appeared yet, I want to build that. But right now, Israel's a legitimate country that deserves to exist that deserves our support. Oh, someone else just asked to, to join live. Yes, please. I invite you to be my co-host next Wednesday night. Rabbi Block at Hotmail.com will meet in my Zoom room and we can figure out how we're going to co-host. So I'm inviting you, you asked, you, you asked me. So I'm agreeing for you to co-host with me. Am I a Zionist? not with a capital Z, with a small Z, a cultural, spiritual Israel will become that one day. Right now, we're mired in world politics. We need to support Israel as a country, as the, a true democracy in the Middle East. 
Israel as standing up to Iran. Because without Israel, Iran's going to overrun the Saudis, Kuwait, and the oil fields. And that's what Iran wants. Iran is the enemy. And Israel is standing between Iran and the oil. Make no mistake. And so some of you want to talk politics. We can talk politics next Wednesday, if you like. Um, I'm focusing in on uh, the spirituality tonight and the three, the stools, the three points of Judaism, God, Torah, and Israel. And unfortunately, war is worse than hell. For those, someone who said about blood, the answer is war is worse than hell because people in hell deserve to be there. The innocent die in the war whether it's what we did at Wounded Knee here in the United States, what happened during the First World War, the Second World War, Korea, Vietnam. Look at the deaths in Vietnam. I have some friends now going to visit Vietnam, visit Vietnam as tourists. Do you know how much anguish that causes? Look how many Vietnamese and Viet Cong and Americans died. But well, so no, war is worse than hell. No. And forget this building blood nonsense. Grow up. Grow up. War is hell. Well, we're coming close to the end of our 30 minutes together. Uh, thank you all for joining in. I hope you'll consider joining the Congregation of the Unaffiliated. I think you already have by listening to Rabbi Block. I will, I've stayed away from posting individual TikToks. I'm going to start doing that again. But I will be here next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. live, and at least four of you will be co-hosting with me. So thank you for agreeing to be my co-host. Stay safe. Do good work.